Tim Berg, host of the Above180.com podcast. This week, myself and my Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast co-host Steve Klemkin sit down and chat with Brent Bowers. Figured we'd do this one together. We'd chat with Brent a little bit about collegiate bowling, his time bowling at Wichita State, and then we also talk about Brent and what he's doing nowadays as a general manager for some centers down there in Wichita. So we talk about their uh, their reopening and how that's been going for them and what they're doing to keep bowlers safe. So that's all coming up next on the Above180.com podcast. Bowling this month is bowling's trusted technical resource that's relied upon by thousands of serious bowlers, pro shop operators, and professional coaches. From independent ball reviews to great instructional articles on all facets of our sport, you'll find it all at BowlingThisMonth.com. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, you can have online access to Bowling This Month's premium technical bowling content that will help you improve your game. Bowling This Month is so confident you'll be satisfied, they're offering a 14-day money-back guarantee to all subscribers. Check out BowlingThisMonth.com and sign up today. Hi, I'm Lindsay Boomershine, brand manager of High Five Gear. H5G has thousands of designs to choose from and no hidden artwork fees. How awesome is that? Have your jersey tell your story. Order online at www.hi5gear.com today. Add H5G into your wardrobe and show off your individuality. Use code ABOVE180 at checkout for $20 off any H5G style. Order today and enjoy high5gear.com. Tim Berg is ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, here's your host, Tim Berg. Joining us on the Above180.com podcast is Brent Bowers. Brent is a general manager at North Rock Lanes in Wichita, Kansas. He's also a former Wichita State Shocker. Brent, it's Tim Berg and Coach K. Steve Klemkin here. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. All right, well, Brent, we thought we'd get you on because the centers where you're at are open. You guys opened not too long ago. Would love to get the reaction from the customers and what you guys did to actually prepare for customers and to get things ready under these new uh, guidelines that we have from the CDC regarding bowling centers. Yeah, so in preparation of Kansas, we were actually expecting to open May 4th. Governor pushed us back to May 18th. May 18th, we were confident she was going to give us a chance to open up. We were all surprised to find out that she originally had pushed us back to June 1st, delayed us another two weeks. So um, at that point, we had pretty much already had all the things that we uh, thought were necessary to provide a safe bowling environment for our guests, Um, plexiglass screens near every point of sale, uh, as many of those as we can possibly make. We've got, obviously, we're making them for five bowling centers, and we've got a uh, a maintenance guy that's been doing that. He's doing a great job. They look really nice. Um, but uh, but we're just we're putting up as many as we can, as 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 as, as, uh, as many places as we can in the building. So on top of that, you know, for us, we we migrated all of our house balls, 360 of them, to our banquet room facility. Uh, set up the racks in a way that they can stay organized, and then we're using a, a Jayhawk detox machine on the house balls after every single use. 115 degree water with a, a mild dish detergent in there, uh, also the ultrasonic vibrations. That's kind of as a scrubbing mechanism. Those balls get scrubbed for at least 30 seconds, and then uh, then we drain them and we sort them. And you know, even when people try them out, we uh, we do that again. So it's a uh, it's you know it's more laborious than what we're used to, but we do what we got to do. You know, uh, Frank always says we are paid to be inconvenienced. That's our jobs. So um, so yeah, so so that obviously all of our staff currently wearing masks. 
Uh, we encourage mask wearing among our customers, but we don't require it. Uh, six foot uh, distancing, I always say six or more. You know, six foot is ideally the minimum uh, that, that we're getting within each other. But uh, uh, And then on top of that, the majority of our leagues are bowling every other pair of lanes. So we've essentially turned ourselves from a 48-lane facility into a 24-lane facility for league play. There are a few leagues that are smaller that um, it was up to – it was their discretion. They have voted to bowl, uh, you know, like normal. So we have like a three-person team league that isn't nearly as crowded in the bowlers area, and they opted to go ahead and bowl, you know, 10 lanes straight across rather than jumping over pairs. So we do leave that in the, uh, in the league's hands, although we do recommend – uh, at least you know one or two lanes uh, distance. So um, we are fortunate. Uh, we we hosted league meetings the week before we reopened, and uh, a fair amount of our fall leagues that got cut short did opt to continue to bowl throughout the month of June. So that helps us kind of get prepared for summer because trying to jump right into summer activity would have been would have been a challenge without a doubt. And uh, so uh, we do have a couple of our summer leagues, some of our more popular ones, getting ready to start next week. And, uh, and then a few more will start later because depending on the night, some fall leagues are still finishing and some are not. So it's kind of space it out and kind of – it's nice to not have all the leagues land on you at one time because those, those two weeks in August, uh, September area, and that two weeks in, uh, in late April, early May, they can be kind of crazy. And so it's kind of nice to space it out like this. But uh, we're getting back to business. You know, our Memorial Day weekend wasn't that uh, bad in comparison to two years ago. Last year, we were fortunate to host the Women's National Championship Tournament. And so we, it doesn't do any justice to compare that weekend to the sales of last weekend. But two years ago, 2018, we were up a little bit from where we were this past weekend, which we were actually pretty excited about, uh, probably only about a 20% uh, drop in revenues for that weekend. So um, I think, you know, the, the, the whole objective right now is to create consumer confidence and to ensure that the, 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 the consumer and the, the, our guests that uh, we're doing everything with our power, within our power to uh, make them feel safe and, and, and ensure a safe bowling environment. So, Well, and I'm glad, Brent, you mentioned, uh, you know, the women's championships uh, from last year, because I think a lot of people do know uh, North Rock Lanes, especially as uh, just a host of so many great tournaments. And uh, so what have, have you heard or um, are there plans for some more tournaments uh, coming back to North Rock uh, either this summer or in the fall? And, uh, and if so, how's that, uh, how are you guys going to, currently plan on sort of dealing with that yeah so there's a lot of conversation about the future tournaments um some of them depend on their governing body governing bodies you know we're uh we, we unfortunately the this this event this COVID 19 event did happen uh right in the middle of uh of our annual uh, tournament that we host annually called the southwest bowling association tournament um this i believe was their 87th or 88th year and it was their um gosh i think it was their 15th year with us and uh um, and so they were right in the middle of it. They completed about 45% of their play. And, and so they ended up having to shut it down. They, they're paying out based on the folks that did bowl, same pay ratios. Anybody that didn't bowl got refunds. So um, uh, not ideal, but, you know, I think it was taken care of well. Um, as far as looking to the future, you know, we host a, a Swiss Trios event in, in September that as of right now is expected to go on the floor as usual. Um, you know, obviously – if the, if things, you know, we're, we're, we're playing this day by day, we're fully prepared to wake up and, and, and move and, and recognize that it's a fluid situation. And, and, uh, I mean, we're going to do whatever's necessary to keep people safe. Um, you know, and obviously whatever is within the requirements of the law. So, uh, the other thing, the one that I think is going to get tricky for us is the mid States championships, which, uh, Wichita state and Newman university co-host that at our place. 
and the men bowl at our facility and then the women bowl at, a, at our sister center across town, West Acres Bowl. And, uh, and I know that they're having some conversations. Th- th- that event, because it's collegiate, the schools are actually putting restrictions on what the teams can and cannot do. And so some teams have, have, have told us, you know, if there's not spacing between lanes, if there's not these things, our school is not going to allow us to participate. So uh, Billy Murphy and, and uh, Holly Harris and the folks at all those two schools, they're doing a good job of navigating that situation right now. But at the same time, it's hard to really make any calls when you're, you know, four months away, five months away from that, because so much, as we know, so much can change. I mean, you know, I, when when President Trump called the travel ban and the NBA canceled, NBA canceled their their season. I mean, the conversation then was a week prior to that. We never thought we would get there, and so to, to realize how quickly things can change in a week, uh, up or down, one way or the other. Um, you know, we keep our options open. We have a plan A and a plan B and a C and just as many plans as we can derive and and can can see foresee what might happen and be prepared for it. So. And what do you, you know, you mentioned the Mid-States tournament here with college bowling. So as far as that goes, um, you know, being a former uh, Wichita State Shocker myself and yourself as well, um, what are your thoughts on as far as participation in college bowling and what that's going to be like? Just meaning that there's so much of college bowling is into the the, the heavy, the energy and the, the sort of dense crowded area kind of down into the bowlers areas with so many bowlers. Do you like the idea of the spacing with the dead pair in between or doing one team per pair or, or something else to that? Okay. You know, um, the, the greatest challenge with this, and we're, you know, in, in this line of work, um, it's our job to try to make a broad group of people happy. They all have different needs and different desires and different feelings. And here we are in this space now where uh, people are all over the spectrum with how they feel about COVID-19. Um, and it's, and it's mm-hmm. certainly not my job to pass any judgments one way or the other, it's my job to try to appease the masses. And uh, uh, so a lot of that stuff, you know, for me to uh, even cast an opinion, I try to stay away from it because it just it doesn't do any good. But I, I think I think it's good. The, the kids and, and, the, and the schools need to need to be surveyed. They all need to have a say in how they feel. And obviously, you know, um, you know, and, and we just need to go with the majority. I, I do think that, you know, if it were, if the events were happening tomorrow, it also depends on the, on, on uh, where you're at and where these kids are coming from. That's the greatest challenge I think with the college stuff is that they're traveling in from different areas. And so, you, you know, um, a Calumet coming in from Chicago uh, would mean a little different for us than somebody coming from Baker university in, you know, uh, near Lawrence, Kansas. So, I mean, you know, our numbers here in Kansas, we've been so fortunate have been very mild, it doesn't mean that things can't spike uh, at any time. Uh, you know, you got to keep a close eye on that. I certainly think that, um, you know, I, I like what some of the other sports have done with, with uh, you know, testing and, and at the very least taking temperatures. You know, we take our staff's temperature at the beginning of every single shift. Um, and a lot of it, I think, you know, if you're going to bring in these kids, I, I absolutely think there should probably be some temperature testing uh, to, to, to check for symptoms. And obviously people should um, – you know, people should practice some some social responsibility themselves. That if they're feeling ill, stay back. Don't jump on the bus with a bunch of other kids and come to the, come to the, mm-hmm. the event. So I know that can be a challenge. But uh, uh, if it was going to happen tomorrow, I would say you absolutely got to have at least a pair of spacing. But uh, gosh, I mean, things are you know things things are just evolving so quickly. So I, I uh, I'm glad that's not my decision to make. <laughs> I know that. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. that. We'll leave that up to someone smarter than me. 
Have to mention to everyone, please remember, check out BowlingThisMonth.com, Bowling's best and most comprehensive technical resource all at your fingertips, BowlingThisMonth.com. I'm seeing lots of great articles there as people get back onto the lanes. you got your ball reviews on your left-hand side. Don't forget, there was a lot of great new releases that came out right before the bowling centers were all shut down. So check those out there. Also seeing coaching articles that you have to check out as well. Now here's one that looks pretty interesting. Bowlers behaving badly, part one. You're going to want to check that out as that's an article talking about how bowlers can lose their cool sometimes on the lanes and some things that we do that we probably aren't always too happy with after the fact that we do those. So check all that out, bowlingthismonth.com. Also, as you get back on the lanes, check out h5gbrands.com, High Five Bowling. They have your dye supplemented jerseys, your custom jerseys, thousands of designs you can choose from, no hidden artwork fees. They also have your PBA replica jerseys. Check all that out, h5gbrands.com. Use promo code ABOVE180. That will get you $20 off your order. So use that code for $20 off. Also seeing masks. So they also have gone into making masks for everyone. Todd and the crew, they're doing a great job. So again, check out h5gbrands.com. Those masks are available and you can get them with all sorts of different designs on as well. So check out h5gbrands.com. Brent, you also have a USBC Eagle to your credit. So with the changes we're seeing this year at the Open Championships, is it safe to say we're going to see you and your team out there in some way, shape, or form? Although I know some things have on your team have had to change over the years just based on some of the new guidelines. But are you, we can expect to see you out there and you guys out there competing. What advice do you have for people that are also going out there with some of the new things that we're seeing this year regarding one team per pair and all that sort of thing, and, and even the, the changes we had beforehand regarding uh, the doubles and singles? Yeah, sadly, my group has, uh, has somewhat disintegrated since our, our, uh, since our Eagle um, when we won. You know, we, we knew some of the players on our team were, were <laughs> destined for, for stardom, and, uh, you know, Chris Crather's gone on to, to great heights at professional bowling, and, and uh, Mitch Hoopay was on that squad, and Mitch is uh, doing really well as a professional bowler. And so they, they actually um, – we tried one more year. I think it was Syracuse, and then we decided to kind of part ways um, for no other reason other than with the, with the restrictions that we knew were coming down. Um, I, you know, I, I am considered a professional bowler by those standards uh, because of my time on Junior Team USA. Um, and, uh, and so it really, you know, it really just didn't make sense for those guys. So we, we split up. I've been working on, on rebuilding some teams, uh, that are, that are Wichita based, um, a guy from that, from our squad, Justin Zawashka kind of stopped bowling. I've been working to recruit him back into it because he's still a phenomenal player, even though he's not practicing or bowling a whole lot. And then Zach Rhodes still comes in and bowls typically now in regards to this year, uh, the majority of my group all bailed. They just said they, they just wasn't, you know, but again, that was a conversation we had a couple months ago when, when things were uh, a little more tumultuous than they are right now. So I've actually, because I'm a lifer and I, and I love that tournament and I, you know, the very first year I bowled that tournament, I was a sub. I just jumped in and just subbed the teams and, and I would do that again. Um, so this year, actually, I'm just filling in with Frank Associo's squad. He's going to shove me, um, I think with Brian Goble and some other folks from Kansas city. So it'll be a, it'll be a fun year. Right. Um, you know, I mean, we're going to, we're, we're obviously going to do our best, but uh, our expectations are mild and, and uh, we're going out there to support the event and uh, and to support Reno because um, that's I mean bowling bowling's my life it's given me everything and I I'll spend the rest of my life trying to give back to it but uh, uh, yeah so it'll be a, it'll be a different a different process for me this year but nonetheless I'm sure it'll be very enjoyable. You mentioned Chris Prather, we've seen his game burst onto the PBA scene within the last couple of years. 
you said you guys had the success there, you know, winning that eagle together. But what in Chris's game, when you watch it, have you seen that he's really worked on that really took him to this new level on the PBA tour? You know, physically, he was gifted when he showed up. We nobody knew who he was. Um, there's been a number of kids that have shown up at Wichita State that way that have surprised. Eric Branson came to us from Superior, Wisconsin. Nobody knew who this kid was, and um, and by the end of the first semester, he was in the lead for not only rookie of the year but player of the year, and. Um, and Chris Prater showed up, and I remember him, you know, uh, he was in close connection with Cameron Doyle at the time, and Cameron was obviously a prospect for us. And and uh, and so, you know, I, we were all kind of excited. We were almost looking ahead to, to not even really knowing who this was, because Chris really hadn't seen a whole lot of success prior to coming to Wichita State. But it was, it was clear, uh, fundamentally, his physical game was excellent, and now I would say nearly flawless. I mean, when he's really uh, – when he's been practicing and when he's in, in, in the right mode, I mean, he just, it's, it's effortless. It's uh, effortless finesse. I mean, it's he, and, and again, we knew it was special back then. The only thing that I think really changes in his, is it has been in his mind. I'm sure he's learned some things. I'm sure there's been some tricks that he's learned that are necessary when being out on tour, you know, um, his ability to loft is, is, you know, it's funny. I, I thought lofting was dead five or 10 years ago. Um, and, and, and I also thought your thing was dead and we, we, you know, things are, things tend to come back, but, uh, uh, you know, so I think a lot of things happen, but I think more than anything, the guy just needed, he needed some success to reassure what he already believed in his head. But, you know, sometimes it just helps to, to, to have the world know it. And, uh, and, and he, it was a, it was a steady climb for him. And, uh, I think now, now that he's, um, you know, now that he won the playoff and, and he's and he's making a real living, I think that's a burden that, that helps him a little bit. So, I, for me, a lot of it for him is just in his head. He uh, he he he's a very very sharp uh, tactician. I mean, the guy's just he can do things with a bowling ball that just make your jaw drop, and 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 that's special. And sometimes it's hard to explain, but uh, um, uh, you know, and I, I don't even know physically who he spends the most time with from a coaching perspective. You know, a lot of these guys up there, I think, are their own best coach now. They've realized they've had, they have to be. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, he's just he's just really, really, really good. And he loves the bowl. And, and as long as that love stays there, I think he's going to continue to improve. And, and uh, you know, now it's just a matter of, uh, you know, seniority. But, you know, the more more repetitions, the more events he plays, and the more comfortable he's going to get, I think the more successful I see him have. Well, there's a lot of talent that comes through, you know, the Shocker program. That's that's for sure over the years it's been going on and on we had uh, uh some of the the past uh, coaches have been on uh on the podcast and there's been you know just a tremendous amount of talent go through there and you had mentioned before too you know you got Wichita State Shockers but you also have Newman University and uh, what's going on with their program as well and once you talk just a little bit about maybe Billy and uh what uh you know we should uh, see and kind of expect out of them in this coming season yeah, um, you know he uh, uh, he's done a fantastic job with that. With that, uh, you know, it's it, it's funny. I I'm a butterfly effect guy, and I always kind of go back. And to me, you know, Newman is in my own world. It is a branch of Wichita State uh, because without Gordon Vatican, uh, without without the Shocker program becoming what it was, and recruiting Billy to come bowl, uh, you know, the Newman program doesn't happen. And so it, it, you know, so I care about the Newman program nearly as much as I do the Wichita state program. And, and now obviously with North rock being their home facility, um, I see them a lot, see, see the players a lot. And, uh, uh, you know, they're, uh, they're, 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 they're a top 10 program perennial powerhouse. 
and um, uh, and I think it's really uh, it's nice to have those kids both in the Wichita community because I I think having two of those programs so close to each other um, I don't want to use the word rivalry but I do think it challenges them you know I mean when they're in the same facility practicing alongside one another they're bowling a lot of our uh, local tournaments together they bowl league together uh, you know sometimes with and sometimes against one one another I think that certainly uh, pushes uh, both programs but uh, yeah you know Billy Billy does really well he's uh, last I knew I think Justin Crumley who who clearly is a full-time job but is a, is a, a past player of Billy's he's been in uh, and doing a lot of coaching alongside Billy and, and he utilizes a lot of his alumni to come in and and we recently installed Specto at North Rock uh, in, you know, uh, we, we, we split that cost 50-50 with Newman University so they could have that on the top six lanes. And, and so he's, he's doing everything that's necessary to attract, to, to, to be attractive and to compete in this uh, market. You know, it's harder to recruit, I think, in college bowling today than it's ever been. And, uh, and I think mm-hmm. it's a combination of not only school and education and, and, and scholarship dollars, but it's also having a facility where these kids can train with good coaches and uh, and Newman uh, Newman and Billy he he just he does a good job um, and uh, and we're we're happy to we're happy to partner with him and, and help uh, Newman and and Billy any way we can. So then, uh, final question for you, Brent, is what would you what advice would you give to that high school or even college player who had their season abruptly come to an end, and now they're wondering what's next and they're trying to maybe they were right in the middle of sectionals maybe they were right in the middle of committing to a college or they've committed to a college. What advice do you have for them? to keep their bowling game both physically and then even probably mentally might even be more key, but keep those things on track. Yeah. I, if, it, if it were me, um, you know, and this is me talking at 32, not talking at 18, but um, you know, I, you got to slow down. You got to breathe. You got to realize that everyone is experiencing this at the same time. Obviously some people were in the middle of, uh, of, of a, a different piece of life. And I'm sure some kids feel like, you know, I, I, it broke my heart. You know, Sarah Clawson uh, was living with us, um, and uh, when 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 and they had just left to go to sectionals, and they were on their way to sectionals when it got canceled. And I'm sure that that is incredibly heartbreaking, but it's heartbreaking for everybody. And um, and you know, again, you know, control the controllables. You know, Fred Borden used to tell us all the time, "There's no reason to there's no reason to worry about anything in life because if you can take if you can take care of it, you will. And if you can't take care of it, why worry about it?" And, um, and, and I know that's easier said than done, but, uh, you know, uh, I also float back to, uh, you know, a, a story, my English teacher and senior, uh, senior in high school, my, she was my aunt told a story about, uh, about mice and how, you know, mice, mice's homes get run over all the time in the field and they don't sit around and him and haw about it. They just get back to building the house and, and you gotta, you gotta stay sharp. We're gonna, it's going to be interesting coming out of all this with the pro tour and, and just a lot of the kids that, that were in really good shape, a lot of people that were bowling really well, it's going to be interesting to see how they fare when all this reopens because uh, I think you'll see, you know, some folks that stayed focused. Um, and you can train anywhere, right? You know, I mean, mental training can happen in your bedroom um, if you really uh, believe in it and you focus on it. And so um, for, the, for the kids, I'm apologetic. I, I feel terrible for them. But, the, but I think they're better off if they can just stay focused and keep their eye on the prize and, and, and create a plan and keep working. Nothing changes. You know, things will get back to normal eventually. Um, we're all experiencing this together. This is a, a one-world event. And, uh, um, and do, their, do the very best to stay positive and, and to recognize that the sun will shine and, and we, will, we will get back to bowling eventually uh, when it's safe to do so.
That's awesome. Well, well, thanks so much, uh, Brent. Appreciate your time. This a uh, lot of enlightening information, and, and I know you're just like me. I'm uh, dying, and Tim, and we're, you know, we're all dying to get kind of back on the lanes and get competing again. And and uh, thanks for for everything you do for our sport, and for Frank and Kathy's uh, support here of competitive bowling. Uh, it's uh, it's much appreciated and needed more than ever now for our sport. So thank you so much. Sure. Thanks for having me.